Today I talked to Vanessa, a self-employed photographer from Canada who got a concussion in a car accident and now has post-concussion syndrome and PTSD. Today I took a break from my usual list of questions and we just discussed things in general. So I hope you enjoy. This is the Neural Network. Hi. Hey, Emma. How are you today? I'm pretty good. And you? I'm okay. Yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Vanessa McCutcheon. Um, I am... <laughs> I didn't know I'd be put on the spot right away. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, I'm 32 years old. Uh, I run a photography business, and uh, I had my accident about uh, 13 months ago. What, what happened then? Um, uh, I got into a car accident on a snowy day. Um, I, I had hit a, like the side of the road cause there was a bunch of snow squalls. Um, I fishtailed, I spun out, um, I hit the snowbank, and then my car flipped over. Oh, wow. Um, and luckily there was some some people actually driving towards me at the time and they'd seen what had happened and ended up uh stopping getting me out of the car and staying with me until the cops showed up that's good that's very yeah good. so it was a it, it was a very i guess surprising uh turn of events i didn't really you know i didn't really think much of it at first but you know, you're kind of hit with a lot of shock, and uh, the the cop who showed up was like, "Do you want to go to the hospital?" And I was like, "No, no, no! Like, I'm fine." I thought it was more of like a hassle than anything else because I had I had no physical injuries, um, so I just kind of said like, "Oh, I'll be fine. Like, I'm I'm just in shock, so I'll sleep it off for a couple days." Right. <clears throat> Obviously, that didn't go <laughs> to plan. No, definitely not. <laughs> Um, I, I ended up, um, uh, I think it was maybe about, maybe like six days after, I was feeling really weird, I was just walking around town, like, picking up groceries and getting the mail and stuff, and on my way home, I got this, like, huge dizzy spell, and just, like, I nearly forgot what I was doing, and I was like, I just don't feel well, so I called my husband, and I'm like, can you drive me to a hospital? Like, I do not feel well. Um, and so he drove me, and the, the attending doctor said, like, yeah, you definitely have a concussion. Um, they had done, like, <clears throat> very small, like, preliminary tests, like, checking checking my vision and my reaction times, and it was just like, yeah, so you, you know, it could be a week, it could be a month that you're out, um, but essentially, like, check in with your doctor, to make sure that everything's okay at that point. Uh, and unfortunately, that wasn't even the case either. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I assumed that everything would be okay in about a month. And, you know, a month kind of came and went. And I was like, okay, I definitely don't feel well. Like, I was getting dizzy spells and photosensitivity. And I was tired all the time. And just, like, I couldn't concentrate for any more than maybe like two minutes at a time 
And at that point, I was like, okay, I definitely have to see someone about this. So I saw my my doctor, and she's like, you probably have post-concussion syndrome. I'm going to send you for extra tests just to make sure, like, nothing really serious is going on, like your brain's not bleeding or anything. Um, And luckily, that was that turned out okay. Um, But at that point, like, you know, there's not too much that I can really do for you at this point. You kind of just have to sit it out. Um, which was really unfortunate because I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like I don't, I, I feel like I should be able to do more than that. Um, and, uh, after talking with some people about it, they're like, you should be receiving more support than this because you can be doing more for yourself than just, you know, sleeping and waiting for things to get better. Um, <clears throat> At which point I, you know, I followed back up with my doctor and I'm like, is there anything else we can do? Like, I'm still having problems and there's still a lot of issues. So what, what is essentially is my problem at this point? Um, So she sent me to see a psychologist um, who diagnosed me with PTSD from the accident Mm -hmm. um, and and put me on some medication for that. Um, That was only, oh gosh, like three, four months ago. Yeah, about that. Um, and, and, and that's essentially where I'm at at this point. Um, I, I still have like monstrous headaches some days. Um, sometimes I can't leave the house just because, um, my photosensitivity is just way too bad and it feels too bright outside. Um, even though it might be like an overcast day and it's just, it's fine outside. Um, which is probably one of my biggest bothers at this point is just the photosensitivity, but, you know, migraines come and go. Um, I'm, I'm so tired all the time. It drives me crazy because I can't do the amount of stuff I used to do. Um, and that becomes a huge issue. Have you seen, there's a picture I've seen in some of the Facebook groups where it's like a person with a brain injury has a battery pack of four hours while other people have like 12 hours. Yeah. And it really makes oh sense because I can do, sometimes I can do stuff for a few hours, but other times like just walking down the stairs is too much for me. And so then I have to rest after that or. Just... Oh, definitely. Like there's been days where I, I make all these plans and say like, this is what I need to get done today. And just upon like, you know, I go out and maybe just go get groceries and then I come home and I'm like, I am, I am done. Yeah. <laughs> like, all the other things I'd planned on doing are just out the window right now. Um, and, and luckily, you know, close friends sort of understand. So having to cancel plans or something like that is, is okay with them. But I feel like sometimes it can be difficult for other people to fully grasp the idea that you're. You know, you're, you're essentially working with a different set of circumstances from them. Right. Like, since I'm in business for myself, a lot of people who are also in that kind of realm expect you to constantly be on and constantly be working. And when you can't do that and you can't, you know, meet their mark, it can be excessively difficult, um, even with an explanation of, like, oh, I'm still dealing with post-concussion syndrome. Um there's not 
I guess, like, a level of leniency. You're just supposed to, like, push through it. Um, or at least that's the expectation is that you're supposed to push through it. <laughs> right. I feel like a lot of people don't know what it is. I didn't know what it was before I got diagnosed, but even hearing the name, they don't understand that it's a disability. It really is. It's everything's different. Nothing's the same as before. Oh, gosh, no. I mean, I'm not sure uh, about you, but I've I've definitely reached a point where I'm like, I'm a very different person from who I was before. Um, like, I can be really sharp with people. Um, if, if I'm having a really hard time and I get frustrated really easily, um, which I wasn't before, I used to be really, like, like relaxed and calm with people um but now there's like i have a very short fuse um and that can be very difficult to deal with um especially when you know you're dealing with clients or you're dealing with other business people it's 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 very hard to to i guess like control that part of my brain um and and i have no idea why like it's not for lack of trying or anything right um but I, I guess, you know, accidents like that change who you are in a lot of different ways. And mm-hmm. the post-concussion syndrome just, you know, it's a very different set of circumstances and what it does to every, you know, each different person's uh, brain and physiology is so different that you can never really know how you're going to end up at the end of it. Yeah, I think just the brain injury in itself, if you hit the front, part of your brain that's where like your personality is so that'll change it but then just the if there's PTSD involved and then just the long the chronic pain or constant pain and all of the other issues they're gonna make you different because most people don't have to go through that kind of thing so just going through it you learn different things and you learn what to use your time with and sometimes it's just some days are really hard it it can be very difficult like um I, I think it was the other day i was out and about and i ran into my mother-in-law and i didn't even expect to see her and i didn't know what to say like even though she was asking me questions i was more just so like surprised to see her that i was like uh what like you're asking me these questions but i can't just get past the fact that like have ran into you and I'm still just so startled that like my brain can't wrap around the idea that I ran out like ran into you in public like and that's so surreal to be like yeah I just I didn't know what to say to her it's like you know we're perfectly fine with each other but I just I was like uh uh yeah like we're free this weekend um (laughs) uh like and there's this weird like hiccup or like roadblock that you get to and you're just like hey I have to go like this conversation really isn't working yeah. I need to go and lay down for a bit <laughs> at least for me I feel like when I'm talking there's two issues sometimes I run into because sometimes I can hear what people are saying but I just cannot form words I can't comprehend what they're saying then there's other times where I can comprehend what they're saying, and then I can kind of follow my own thought process, but I can't form sentences because I all of a sudden I forget 
I know what I was talking about, and I can like I could say back to you what I just said, but I have no idea about anything, and like I've lost not only my train of thought but like my whole brain. I know. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's that's me to a T. Oh my goodness. Just like you can't. I don't know. Like you try your best. Like you know in your head sometimes like what you want to say, but like just the words aren't coming it's like that connection in your brain just isn't there anymore Mm -hmm. and it can be so hard to just be like to get all the pieces together and say them in a way that makes sense or I guess like what's almost like worse with me is just the fact that like I'll get through saying something um sometimes like something maybe a little more elaborate and then halfway through I'm like I'm sorry. I don't. I don't remember what I was saying at all. Like yes, like, definitely. As, as if like somebody just erased all of that, and I'm just like, um, no, no, that's not there anymore. <laughs> no, like I'm sorry. I'm not going to get to the bottom of that uh, thought. <laughs> definitely. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's definitely inhib- inhibited. Uh, my ability to do business. I've had to take the year off to really, um, I I guess, like, get back to normal, Um, or at least as close to normal as maybe I'll get, Um, and and slowly starting to do more work again. Um, But, um, yeah, it's, it's very difficult say like when you're in business for yourself because there's nobody to really pick up the slack or anything um and there's not as many resources um for somebody who is in business for themselves because it's not like with you know a workplace where you you know you've been paying into maybe ei or you um what is it (laughs) there we go prime example yeah (laughs) um like you have well i won't say disability but you have um like benefits right yeah you're working for full time and um i didn't have that so it was more just like okay how much do i have in savings (laughs) and that that was a huge problem for me because it's like you know i do have a partner but uh like essentially you're putting all your reliance on them to make ends meet and pay bills. Um, and you feel so helpless sometimes from not being able to, to contribute. Like I should be doing something and on a good day, like I'll be like, yeah, like I should be doing stuff. And then you start to do things and you're just like, ah, my brain doesn't work that way. That's why we're still in the process of healing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's like, you know, I, I I debated the idea of getting even just a part-time job that didn't involve computers, excuse me, um, and the, the realization after, like, a couple of days of thinking about it, I, I went out for a walk and just, I guess, like, maybe it was, you know, the weather or something that just just hit me the wrong way and I got so confused while I was out and I came home and laid down and I'm like no like even if it was a part-time job and you're only working four hours like three days a week or something like that's 
maybe even too much right now. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard. You can't predict which days are going to be usable and which days aren't. So any sort of scheduling is very difficult. Oh, definitely. Oh, my goodness. Like, um, uh, I, have a, I have a friend who got into a more serious accident. She had two uh, subsequent um, head injuries, like, almost back-to-back, like, within a month. Um, so she hadn't fully healed from the first one and had been diagnosed with post-concussion syndrome. And, um, like, essentially, like, she just, she was like, okay, like, my, my life and my schedule are completely, like, thrown to the wind. And, like, she, she was just like, I just don't know what to do. Like, there's, there's nothing you can do at that point because who wants to hire somebody who, you know, just essentially like almost gets amnesia like you know once once a week um and completely forgets what they were doing um like creating a a special environment where you can work like hey anything you want me to do like write it down and write it in order that like this is how you want it done um and maybe i'll remember to check that list (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if I don't lose it first. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It can be, it can be rough, but, um, you know, again, some people are more understanding than others. Um, And I live in a small town and I feel like there is um, some people who are willing to hire you for that. But I'd say like, you know, if you're in a big city, it's just kind of like, you know, you against like a hundred other people trying to get a job and you're not you're not necessarily like the top of the people that they're gonna pick because you have so many so many issues or like essentially a disability yeah i think it is technically a disability on the like what you can register it for oh yeah it's like a temporary which makes a lot of sense because you really can't because you really can't work like in a normal nine to five job for at least for a while and not everybody's able to capitalize on what they enjoy doing what are able they're able to do definitely i i mean like the person that i was talking about before like she started her own business because she was actually able to work but she she has like a certain like set up for herself that works well for her um but that's not the case that's not somebody like something that everyone can do because that requires a lot of money to start something up so most people just either have to find a new job that works with those kind of circumstances or you know or just you know try to push through it as much as you can and that's really really rough yeah I'm lucky I'm still in high school, so while maybe oh, wow. I, I would have a job if I didn't, I I mean, I have an Etsy, but I think I've made, like, ten sales total, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. That's not so bad. I know some people who haven't sold anything on Etsy, so, plus on that. <laughs> but, like, it's not, and also, because there's so many treatments that are just so expensive, but my injury yes. was a school accident, so the school insurance is supposed to pay for everything that our insurance doesn't. Oh, 
that's really good. Yeah, especially because like MRIs, we had I had one like regular one and it was a thousand dollars left after insurance, and I just oh, had wow. a a big one and it's like multiple thousand dollars. So even though the school, oh, so you, I was gonna say, so you're in the states. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I I'm in Canada, so most like we'll say like tests and stuff are covered um it just makes so much more sense to a certain degree like um there's been some treatments that i've had to go for that did cost money and you know there's a lot of times where those just cost too much and you can't you can't pay for them i mean obviously your your situation is very different um because like your parents have insurance and the school has insurance which is fantastic because to be in a situation where you can't like essentially you can't get the treatment you need because there's just no money for it at all like that's that's really rough yeah it's like thinking this could help me but i don't i can't know because of the situation that i'm already in oh geez yeah um like, I imagine some people, it's like, well, I could buy groceries for the month, or I could pay this hospital bill. Like, that's that's a really unfortunate spot to have to, like, choose one over the other. Um, because, like, we're talking about, like, your long-term health versus, like, you for this month. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's such a sucky place to be in. Like, I can't. I mean, like, I, again, I'm really lucky to be in Canada where a lot of stuff is covered. But, yeah, like, just the idea of, like, an MRI being $1,000, that's so crazy. Yeah, I just um, don't understand because the, the doctors that you have to pay to see are like, here, go get this really expensive test. And both of the ones I had, including one of them, it was three hours I was sedated, and it was my entire spine. Oh, wow. But neither thing showed anything, which, of course, you have to know. But it's like, okay, you want me to pay all this, but we didn't learn anything. Yeah. Other than I have, like, a couple vertebrae that are reversed, but that doesn't do anything. And, like, things that are slightly moved, which, great to know, but... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, this isn't gonna fix my overall problem and now I'm out a thousand dollars yeah (laughs) that's like I I feel like that's almost like robbery in a way but like it's so it's so rough to just again to have to pick like maybe it'll be okay maybe maybe it won't maybe this will be the thing that tells me what my next step is and what I need to do but you can't you can't know yeah. You really can. And that's what sucks is like it's not like um you know, you have like a flu, it's like okay, you know, I know what avenue I need to go down to fix this problem. Like, you know, your PCS is going to be different from my PCS to anybody like anybody else who's gone through post concussion syndrome and it can be so rough because like how it affects your personality or you know, what your, even your symptoms are vary so much from person to person that you, you just don't, like, there's no firm, uh, like, solution to the problem. Yeah. 
And I think probably a lot of the doctors haven't experienced it, at least the ones that I've seen, because they seem to have, they don't understand what yes. I'm saying. Like, they know that a bunch of people have told them that, but, and they might know, well, we think it's caused by this, but if I describe something and they nod or whatever, and then later they sort of describe it back to me and it's not at all what I said, and like, no, that's, I did not mean that. It's something totally different and they just know. don't know what to do. And, and it's, well, I mean, I, I know here, like, a lot of doctors are just trying to get through patients as quickly as they can, and it can be really hard because you feel really rushed. Mm-hmm. And when your brain isn't working well, you're just like, just, just give me a hot minute because yeah. <laughs> like I just I need to take a minute to get my brain around everything. So I've at least gotten to a point where I'm like, okay, like before I go, I'm gonna write everything down that I need to tell her or like my symptoms are or whatever so that I have it at hand and all I have to do is just read it off and mm-hmm. it's way easier that way to to express it as opposed to like on the spot being like uh shoot I forget what I was even in here for <laughs> and like, because that's such a crummy place to be in like oh yeah, I made this appointment like two weeks ago, and now I don't remember what it was for. <laughs> uh, and even yeah, like when they walk in and they're like, "So what's what's been happening since the last time I saw you?" I'm like, uh, I don't know. I can't tell you what you know how I got here, but <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's that's pretty much it. Like they. Um, like, again, like, my, my doctor's been really good, but I'd say, like, when I first went in and I explained the accident and what had happened, she was like, oh, you shouldn't have a concussion. And I'm like, well, I know what the ER doctor told me, so I'm going to go with what they're saying, because otherwise I randomly have a bunch of stuff happening to me, um, that that has no explanation and I'm not willing to accept that as an answer. Yeah. So like, again, like she's like, you shouldn't have a concussion. I'm like, well, there's gotta be an answer. So yeah. I'm not leaving until you <laughs> tell me something. Um, and for a concussion, but, I mean, you like, again, at that point I didn't even know what post concussion syndrome was, but I right. was like, do I just still have a concussion or is it something else? Yeah. Um, and the fact that you don't need to hit your head at all to get a concussion you can get it from whiplash no. and stuff, so even if you well, shouldn't have a concussion, it's like, well, I do, so let's move on, please. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do I do now? Please give me some kind of solution. Like, I'd had two accidents prior to, like, that, the car accident. One of them, um, I was cycling down a road, and I was hit by a trailer on my bike. Whoa. Um, and another one, I was photographing a couple for an engagement shoot, and uh, I perched myself on a rock really stupidly on a hill, and I fell off the rock and slid down the hill. Oh, wow. And, yeah, both were not a good time, but... No. The, like, again, like, it was another situation of being like, oh, well, it must just be, like, shock, because, you know, I, I didn't know we'll say, like, what a concussion felt like. 
So mm-hmm. I just shrugged it off. I'm like, well, yeah, you were just in a situation where you could have been really seriously hurt. Like, yeah, you're going to be in a little bit of shock. So, like, you know, it takes a couple days, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. And you get back to normal life. Um, but it wasn't until the car accident that I was like, oh, those were concussions. Oh, I yeah. I just got better at a normal pace and, like, slept it, you know, like, essentially, like, rested enough that I got back to normal. Right. Yeah. yeah. And those are the concussions that's... that everybody understands. Sorry. When you realize it's a concussion. Yes. Oh my goodness. And yeah, it was just a like kind of surreal in a way because you're like, oh man, like that's so that's really strange to afterwards be like, okay, so those are concussions, and now and now I know why I have like post concussion syndrome because like I've had so many like actual hits to the head that. You know, this time it's just like, well, it's just going to stick now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eventually. Here's here's a question. Did you, in previous injuries, like, I don't know, non-head injuries, did you find that you, if you had any, like, recovered at a normal, in quotes, rate? Or, like, was there any... Because for me, I've never had a head injury before, well, my first one which gave me the PCS, but I I have a very good immune system, but terrible when recovering from an injury. It takes forever for me. Um, well, that's the thing. Like, I've never, like, broken an arm or anything like that, but I'd say, like, most of the time, at least in terms of, like, you know, I've gotten, like, I'll say, like, more serious scrapes, um, but I'd say I, I've healed similarly to what I like what I always have I guess um which might be a little slower than most people but I'm not really I'm not really sure um I feel like it's about average for me but yeah so I sorry no go ahead well I was gonna change subject so you should say what you're no, it's all good. I, I unfortunately don't have anything extra to add to it. It's, you know, I, I've just been healing pretty similarly. Um, yeah. So have you tried what kinds of medication or therapies or anything? Have you tried? So I was on medication um, prior to my accident. Um, about a month before my accident, I was put on Lexapro. Um, I believe it was 10 milligrams at the time um, for depression and anxiety, um, and it was super, super helpful. Um, after the accident, uh, I believe it was a month after the accident, so two months after I started the medication, um, and I'd seen my doctor, she's like, well, you know, you're, you seem to be having a lot of problems with anxiety, at least in regards to the accident, so... You know, if you feel comfortable, we can up your dosage to 15 milligrams and kind of go from there. Um, so we did. Um, I've also done physical therapy, uh, more for my vision than anything else. Um, I was doing that for about two months, um, but unfortunately I wasn't able to keep up with it due to costs. I was also doing bone therapy. Bone which, therapy? Um, 
for for anybody who doesn't know what it is, it's think of it sort of like massage therapy, like a hybrid of massage therapy and acupuncture. So essentially, um, somebody will sort of like, um, let's say like start with your neck because you have a lot of neck or shoulder issues. And essentially they, they press and hold on a muscle group and just slowly make a movement. And then they'll do that on the opposite side of your body as well. And then just let you sit and the muscle like rest and relax. Um, it was actually pretty helpful for me too, but again, the, the cost became too much of an issue for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember what else I've tried at this point. Uh, well, there was also, um, after seeing the therapist, uh, she put me on trazodone, um, which essentially is supposed to help you sleep because I had huge issues with sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, I could only sleep at the max for three hours at a time. Um, and that's even when I could sleep. So um, even on the nights where I I would get to bed at a decent time, I'd wake up for three hours, or sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I On the nights that I would sleep pretty well, I would sleep for three hours I'd wake up for two I'd sleep for another three and like there was no like firm core sleep um but most of the time I was just sort of um what's it called like an insomniac like I just mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep so like I just rest throughout the day um because that was really the only way that I could maintain any normal I guess like presence around people <laughs> um so at that point um what was it uh the psychologist prescribed the trazodone to me because she's like you need more core sleep um because it's going to be it's going to be really important in your recovery but also for PTSD if you're not getting really good sleep um like these issues are essentially going to be intensified. Oh, that's um, interesting. So, so, well, I don't, I don't really know a ton about PTSD, but the, the, the fact that you're constantly on high alert when, like, essentially, your, your body when you're an insomniac is just like constantly like drained, but like trying to churn out as much as it can, like need some solid rest but you also need to what was the word for it like um essentially like go through uh like similar situations to what you were doing before obviously in a very comfortable environment if possible so like exposure therapy i believe it's called mm -hmm. um so there's been a couple days where it was kind of snow squally again and like I'll go out for a short drive with my husband um, but with the caveat that I I can say stop at any time and we'll go home or we'll pull over the car and I'll take a breather and mm -hmm. kind of uh, like chill out for a bit and I'm already getting kind of like 
panicky thinking about it right oh. now. I'm just like, oh, gotta remember to breathe. <laughs> yeah, that makes that makes sense, but that would not be fun in the process. No, it's very uncomfortable. Um, I think it was for Christmas. Um, driving to my parents' place, we took some back roads, um, and it started to get really bad, like, the day of my accident, and I got, I got super panicky, but I managed to, to make it without having a panic attack, and, and my husband was like, this is a huge step, because it's like, it's a whole hour of driving on back roads, and as much as, like, the whole time, I'm just like, this, you know, this ball of tension and anxiety i'm just like okay okay we're you know we're almost there it's almost done um and eventually like you know um the the psychologist basically said like you know it can be really uncomfortable and it can be really hard to go through those similar circumstances again but the moment that you say you're not gonna do it ever again like you will be climbing an uphill battle for the rest of your life um, because you want to get back to a spot where you can do those things again. And it's not until you actually get back in the saddle and do those things, even just for, you know, she's like, even if it's just like five minutes sitting on the shoulder of the road in those weather conditions, it's like you're going to be far and above where you were prior to. Right. It's still, it's a step, baby steps. Uh, oh yeah because like you know the the hour-long drive couldn't have happened if i I wasn't like doing those things in the process Mm -hmm. because otherwise it would have just been like okay i can't do this i can't do this and like and then that's it like you shut the door and there's no going back down Mm -hmm. yeah definitely makes sense so are there any positive experience positive things that you've had because of the injury? Um, I mean, I've heard this from a lot of other people, but it's, it's given me a really good chance to kind of get to know myself a lot better because you do spend a lot of time alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'd say like, I've, I've had a lot of extra time to kind of work on myself as well. Um, because, like, what are, you, what are you gonna do? You can't use a computer, you can't use your phone for the most part, and, you know, being around people is is difficult at the best of times. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So eventually, like, you, you occupy yourself with yourself, um, and, I mean, I'd say, like, it's kind of good in a way, because you, you don't really know who you are after an accident, but... I've gotten a lot more in touch with, like, who I am and, um, and, and essentially, like, what, I, I guess, like, how I perceive the world now versus how I used to. Um, but, you know, ev- everybody else is going to experience it a little differently, and maybe maybe the way I'm expressing it sounds a little more, like, hippy-dippy. Than <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying. Might, uh okay with I guess (laughs) (laughs) but um I did start meditating I think it was like maybe two days before my accident and I told myself that I was just gonna like I was gonna do it for a whole year like 
because I thought, like, this, like, if it's going to do anything, it's only going to do something if you're doing it all the time. Like, you know, eating well or exercising. It's like, if you're not doing it on a frequent basis, it's not going to do anything for you. So once a month or once a week isn't enough. You've got to do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And once I started meditating all the time, I realized that I was able to be more mindful and especially with how, like, how my attention has just, like, been killed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've got, I I have a really hard time paying attention after a while. Um, But I'd say, like, I feel like it could be a lot worse if it wasn't for meditation and constantly just, like, okay, like, we're just going to focus on our breathing. Like, five minutes, like, that's all we're going to do is just focus on breathing. And yeah, you, you get to a point where you're like, okay, like, oh, hey, like, you know, I got to go get groceries. I've got to go, you know, I got to go meet with this person. And then it's like, oh, no, we're supposed to be focusing on breathing again. So it's like, bring the attention back. And like five minutes at first seems so long. But then after a while, you're like, ah, five minutes is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> How have you found meditation? I haven't done it partially because uh, I've had a bad experience with the meditation tapes where it's like talking to you. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done one of those. I I haven't done the tapes, no. Well, Um, my dance teacher played one in our dance class, but it was like a really creepy Irish voice. Anyway, I had a bad, it was bad. Uh, That's unfortunate. I have a lot of anxiety, so I don't know. I feel like I'm sort of afraid to meditate because I'm afraid of what my head's going to do, if that makes sense. It, uh, well, I mean, with starting anything new, like, it can be really daunting. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I'd say especially, like, it did take me a while to find a like we'll say like a specific meditation that worked well for me because something different is going to work for everyone and maybe that particular tape was just kind of like "Ah, I don't like this like it sounds really out there but literally even if it's just you put a timer on for a certain you know number of minutes and you just say like two minutes that's it and just like I'm going to put my hand on my heart And just feel my chest rise and fall for two whole minutes. Like, there's nothing wrong if your attention strays. Just bring it back. That's fine. But, like, I'm not going to tell you, like, you know, oh, you should be doing it. Like, because that's that's not, one, that's not fair. And the expectations are, you know, in the wrong spot for that. But um, I, I feel like a lot of people could get a lot of benefit out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I, I totally know that it's really hard to do anything that involves attention for someone with PCS, um, because like with most people that I've met, it's just that's that's like probably the one thing that across the board almost everybody has an issue with is just their attention span. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah. something I've seen pretty much all positive things about meditation but it just it is sort of it's daunting because it's something I've never done before 
and it's at a disadvantage now with the attention and my heightened anxiety like different things but i think i'm gonna give it a try and see again like start start small and don't don't beat yourself up if if you think you're not doing it right because honestly like i i've said this to so many people it's like Chances, if you think you're not doing it right, you are doing it right. <laughs> because it's, it seems like kind of a silly activity. It's like you're just, you're just working on concentration and you're just working on focus. Um, and especially when you have no attention and you have no focus, it's like, well, where do I start with that? It's like, you just work on it. It's like anything. It's like you might not be good at math, but, you know, you just keep doing math and eventually you'll be better at math. Yeah, definitely the repetition. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if if you start to do it and you're just like, mm, no, no, this isn't for me, then that's fine too. Because knowing yourself and knowing, you know, what works well for you is also really important. And if you're uncomfortable, then I'd say like trying to push through that discomfort can be really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. Like, you know, as somebody with anxiety too, I'm like, you know, the less situations I'm in that make me uncomfortable, the better. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to be. I don't want to be like out with people and then be like, I'm just gonna have a straight up panic attack. I'm gonna go to the washroom for like five minutes at least. Go <laughs> check on me because I don't want. I don't want anybody to see me in that kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> Or the fact that I've left the conversation. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm gonna go have a panic attack. Can you hold my purse, please? Yeah, exactly. Just like look after my stuff, please look after my stuff. I don't need to worry about this while I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, panicky. Yeah. No, I know that feel. Ugh. Discomfort. So, what is something that you can't live with PCS without, like? you know, headphones, or a book, or tea, or for me, my dogs. Ooh, I wish I had puppies. Oh my goodness. Um, I do love my mom's dog, though. Every time I go to see her and my dad, it's like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just be busy playing with your puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Dogs are the best. Um, please. What would I say? I guess maybe this is maybe something that well yeah I'd say like this is probably one I have an app called habit tracker um and essentially it just gives me reminders um every day for all of the things that I need so you know wake up in the morning have you taken your morning meds you know have you um have you taken your vitamins you know, did you meditate today? Did you, um, did you have lunch? Did you track your food? Like all mm-hmm. of these things that I want to make sure that I do on a regular basis. Um, it's been fantastic because otherwise, like, you know, there's been days where I don't have my phone on me, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I know I was supposed to do something, but I don't know what it was, <laughs> and you feel so lost with not knowing like what your next next step is that like I'd say like hands down like at this point I'm like 
yeah, I'll probably use it for the rest of my life. But you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah, it works. Um, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but I, I definitely feel like that's probably like top top tier. That and my sunglasses. I, oh yeah. I, I won't leave the house without them now because uh, I've been in a couple situations where I'm like, okay, today's not so bad. And then all of a sudden, just like, it, it's like something happens to my eyes and just like, I like, as if like there, somebody just turned a spotlight on me and I'm like, ah, like I need to go home right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, I, will not leave the house without sunglasses um so that's like a really really big one now too i end up wearing sorry i wear two pairs because i couldn't find one pair that was dark enough oh jeez. so it makes me look really like that (laughs) it makes me look really ridiculous but it it's worth it (laughs) oh definitely like it's like okay i can you know i have the focus i can go outside but it's like it's just too darn bright out Mm-hmm. Um, and the snow's so yeah, really I, hard when I it reflects. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it. I think those are the the only few that I really like. Like, take everything else away, and like those would be those would be like top tier. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any yeah. parting words of advice, or did I miss something, or just anything you want to say? helpful for like the groups that I've been part of um, like concussion groups Um, there's one on Facebook there's one on Reddit um, and they've been immensely helpful um, because there's not too many people in my life that necessarily have been through something similar Um, so being able to reach out and talk to somebody who's been through a similar situation or at least just have someone to kind of commiserate with um, can be excessively helpful. Um, And and I feel like too often we just say like, yeah, like I'm just alone, but like technology is amazing. And there's so many people who can relate to your situation just because there's not people in your direct like a circle of friends who've gone through it doesn't mean there isn't people out there who don't share your symptoms or don't share your story um, because there is and it can be really liberating to at least just have somebody to open up to and say like I had a really rough day and nobody understood why and Mm -hmm. everybody's like I totally get that (laughs) (laughs) so so I'd say like you know look look for resources like Again, Facebook's amazing, Reddit's amazing, um, they're great groups, and, you know, people have been really helpful and really knowledgeable, um, and even if just for an emotional thing, like, you just want to get something off your chest one week, like, that's super helpful, too. <laughs> Definitely, I love those groups, they're everything. Fantastic. They're yeah. so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and everybody's tried. There's got to be someone who's tried something you want to try. So you can learn 
about stuff or ask for advice, things like that. Oh, definitely. Like, you know, like I didn't really know a lot about what to do, at least in Canada. Um, because like, you don't, you don't really know what you have available to you. Um, but having other people who are like, Hey, I know what it's like. Here's a couple, you know, web pages that might give you a hand. Um, and, and that's been like, that's been awesome just to be like, you know what? Things are rough, but like, you guys seem to have my back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot of focus on the fear of the internet, but there's just so much good on there, too. Oh, definitely. It's like, yeah, you can get some people who are kind of like, say, like, trolly or, you know, something like that, where they're just, like, you know, their heart's not in the right place, we'll say. But I'd say there's, there is a lot of people who, who mean really well, um, and... They, they want to help others, and they want to, you know, open up to somebody else. So, you know, you give a little, and you get a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for letting me take up so much of your time. <laughs> it's okay, Emma. It was fun. I really enjoyed talking to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, you made it really easy, so. Oh, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> good okay i hope you feel better um you too i mean i i know it can be rough i don't know how long you've been going through it but i i wish you nothing but the best in the future and hopefully hopefully the podcast keep going well thank you yes i have a lot of interviews set up so that'll be good (laughs) oh that's fantastic i mean there's lots of people who want to talk about you know what's been going on with them um, to share with other people, too. So that's, that's yeah. a pretty great resource. And it's nice <laughs> to know. It's really nice to talk to people who have been through the same thing. It's very helpful, at least for me, you know. Who knows if anybody actually listens to them, but <laughs> it helps me, so works. Oh, definitely. Is that why you started the podcast, was just sort of to, um, to get a better understanding? or? Well, I going back a little while like months ago on one of the facebook groups i asked if there were any like teen under 25 ish people who'd want to be in a group chat like on messenger so we did that and that was extremely helpful and then so i wanted to do my girl scout gold award which is this is not the project i wanted to do when i was thinking about it but i can't do the project i wanted to do because of my injury so I've started like a resource website for my area because re- I'd never we hadn't heard of anything, and the doctors haven't really referred too many to too many places. Yeah. It's hard to find, and then just having the podcast as a way a audio journal of what I've been doing and just talking to different people, so that. That's yeah, I'm excited about it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's... I, I mean, like, it's... Sometimes it's something so small that can start something really amazing. And, like, I feel like the podcast is something that, you know, 
even if you're not maybe a very social person and you don't want to go on social media, even just hearing other people's stories can be really, mm-hmm. um, really awesome for you. And podcasts are such a great thing. I got really, really into true crime podcasts because there's oh, no nice. visual component. It's only audio, so it's not like you're missing out on watching something at the beginning when I couldn't do screens. And there's so many episodes of so many really great podcasts. Just listening for hours is what I would, I spend my time on. And I still spend my time doing that, but (laughs) generally. I I feel like there's a lot of people in the group that um, definitely are like, yes, podcasts hands down really great (laughs) definitely i've got like three that i listen to on a regular basis and i'm just like these ones they're really good (laughs) which ones do you listen to uh i listen to my brother my brother and me um i listen to hello internet and i listen to wonderful um cool i was gonna say they're they're all very different like wonderful is just talking about um like what uh we'll say like the the interviewers think is really amazing um like things that are their favorite things and then they express why um and I just think that's really cool like sharing something that you're really passionate about um my brother my brother and me is uh is like a comedy advice show um which I find absolutely hilarious and uh hello internet is more just talking about like more technology hmm. um, yeah really that's about it but I don't know there it's, it's a good enough variety that depending on the day I, I can find something that I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy listening to <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well I'm gonna look those up definitely add them oh, to awesome. my list <laughs> <laughs> podcasts not enough time to listen to them all. yeah i think i've been listening to like maybe 60 different podcasts um i know like trying to trying to even narrow it down because i got so many recommendations at first from friends that i was like like where do i start like what do i what do i listen to it's like you can just listen to anything like just cook and you know listen to a podcast and if you like it great if you don't Mine too. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's all free, so it's not like you're paying for it, and then you're like, exactly. no, I paid for it. I've, I've got to listen to my it. Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone's ever paid for Netflix and then been like, know what? I'm not feeling this Netflix subscription. <laughs> like, there's a ton of different things on it. Like. You know, just because you don't like one movie or one show doesn't mean there won't be something on there you like. Right, right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Either way, the internet's vast. I'm pretty sure you could always find something that you like. Definitely, yeah. Mm. <laughs> awesome. Well, I've, I've taken up more of your time, Emma, so oh. hopefully you don't have somebody else after me. I do not, no. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you so much for talking with me for an hour (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) hopefully that wasn't uh painful for you no definitely not definitely not i like it when they go long truly oh that's awesome because then yeah part of me was like you know i think i was checking around like the 20 minute mark and i'm like this is this is about as long as i expected it to go but i mean 
know, if you're a pretty good interviewer and you're able to open people up, then awesome. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have a good rest well, of your day. Hopefully you have a good day. Okay, I'll, I'll send you a link when it's out. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a good one. You too. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Neural Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Go to my website, tinyurl.com slash neuralnetworkhv for resources and other fun content. Just a reminder that this is a Girl Scout project. You can sign up to get an interview on my website. Thanks so much for listening. Leave a rating and review if you like it so other people can find us. Thank you.